Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. The weeks get crazier, uh, and it's all because of Donald Trump. I mean, the man dominates the news. He does something different every day, and I'm sure he does it intentionally to keep the spotlight on him so he gets all the publicity. Uh, And screwing everything up along the way, as you're going to see tonight by some of the things I'm going to share with you. But that's the way it is. We elected him president, though I didn't vote for him. We elected him president. He's our president. And I don't know how we're going to get rid of him. I assume we're going to have to wait till the next election. And uh, that's the way it is in this country. See, we're following the Constitution. We don't put uh, armed men in the streets and have a rebellion or any of that sort of thing. Uh, as, he, as he encourages in some other countries, uh, what we do is we wait till the next election and we vote him out. And I hope the people in this country, because so many still support him, wise up or have already smartened themselves to know this man is demented. He's not all there mentally. He's a danger to each and every one of us. He's going to draw us into a war, and he's hurting us in many other ways. Now, tonight, we're going to go to Alabama, Washington, D.C., Germany, Australia, New York City, the Middle East, and Iran. We're going to start with Alabama. We all know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, the new, the new uh, abortion law down there. These guys are nuts. This state is crazy, absolutely crazy. Roe versus Wade has been the law of the land for 46 years. They passed a new abortion law for the state of Alabama, uh, which says, in effect, once that. The baby is alive once you know the baby's there, okay? That's it. It's, it's a person, and it's, it's entitled to all the protections of the law. You, you might, it might be a week. It might be two weeks. Whatever it is, that's it. You're all done. And if the mother, the, the, the and if the doctor or anyone else who assists in the abortion does so, 99 years in jail. Would you believe this? 99 years in jail for what is today an accepted medical procedure. Uh, The Senate in Alabama, uh, the majority is 25 members. The majority constitutes uh, 12 or 13, I forget what the number is. And everyone in the majority of the Senate who voted to support this new uh, bill, this bill that was signed into law later in the day, uh, are men, old men. Yeah, this is typical. We live in a society where men still want to dominate women. They don't realize that 50, 60 years ago, we recognized women were equal uh, by law and as a practical matter. And you just can't do that. They're upset. They're really upset that they can't dominate women in every respect of their everyday lives. These guys are afraid of something. Anyhow, I have come up with a solution to the problem. And I wrote about this in my blog last, last week. If you don't read it, read it. I write it every morning. You'll find it interesting. KeyWestLou.com. KeyWestLou.com. I said, <clears throat> the wives of all those men in the Alabama Senate who voted for this bill, for this new abortion bill, should 
have their bedroom privileges, have their wives cut off their bedroom privileges for the same length of time that a woman who has an abortion would go to jail, 99 years. See how quick these guys change the law. Anyhow, uh, this thing's got to go up on appeal. It's not the law of the land. Another thing that surprised me, by the way, i got to deviate. The governor of Alabama is a woman. Certainly she's older. She's not going to have children, but she's been a woman. She's gone through all kinds of problems. Her name's Kate Ivory, I-V-E-Y. And interestingly, Louisiana also last week uh, received or signed, the governor there signed a new abortion law. Not as stringent as the Alabama one, but still stringent. And that's a woman. She's a woman. Now, this bill is so bad that evangelist, conservative, far to the right, Pat Roberts said, and I quote, I think Alabama has gone too far. Would you believe that? Pat Roberts said, I think Alabama has gone too far. Uh, So, I don't know what we do. This is crazy, all of this. uh, All of this. And I'm going to tell you something else. Donald Trump lost the vote of the women in the presidential election of 2020. I don't know how it went the last time. But I'm going to tell you this, he ain't going to get any female votes. He'll get votes, but he won't get the great majority of votes from the women. Watch your television sets every day. The women are out. I'm surprised they're not bearing arms, you know. I'm surprised they're not bearing arms. They're yelling, they're screaming, they're marching, they're demonstrating, they're speaking out. And they won't take this sitting down. It's like... uh, I think the head of the Japanese fleet that uh, bombed Pearl Harbor said, I believe we have awakened a sleeping giant. Trump has awakened a sleeping giant. want to move on. Today is 2019. We live in the year 2019. Things are not the same today as they were 20 years ago, let's say in the year 2000. Think for a moment. Things were different back then. There have been variations. There have been changes. Not dramatic, but changes come with the passage of time. Uh, a group, the United Nations, uh, the Center for Disease Control, uh, any big national company or operation that studies how life moves on and what's going to happen, Uh, came out with a study, the results of a study, as to what life is going to be, as they see it, 20 years from now in the year 2040, okay? 2040 is going to be a tipping point. And I'm just going to run down a list of what they believe is going to be the way things are then. Uh, More minorities, there will be more minorities than whites. (laughs) <laughs> the day's coming, folks. <laughs> I've always said by 2040, the tans are going to be more tans, people of color in this country, than whites. And eventually we'll all end up tan because of the intermarriage in the following 20 years. Anyhow, more minorities than whites, more old people than children. Uh, and this, this is strange. People will be practicing Islam. This is in the United States, Islam more than Judaism. So we will be more Muslims than Jews in this country. One in five persons over 65, okay, one, 
there will be, there will be one, one person out of every five will be over 65, putting a new level of stress on Social Security and health care systems. Immigrants that Donald Trump's trying to keep out of the country. Maybe he sees the wave that is coming, and his children will not be dominant. Immigrants will make up a record-breaking share of the population, going to be more immigrants than those of us that have been here. The share of Christians, this isn't surprising, will be falling, okay? Will be falling. Uh, Looking at this globally, uh, there will be more between the ages of 30 and 44. uh, There will be more Muslims than Christians also, not just in the United States. Now, these are strange numbers, and I find the last few I'm going to give you, I I find them hard to accept, but these were the numbers set forth in the study. A vast majority of the United States population, a vast majority of the United States population, and they describe a vast majority of the United States population as 87% of the population, 87% will live in urban areas. We're going to be living in the cities not in the country, not in the rural areas, not on the farms, 87%. And this is also strange because it never seems to happen. And where we're standing today, I don't see how in 20 years we're going to progress where people have more money. But this study said people will be wealthier and happier than ever. Sounds like pie in the sky to me, that last line. Okay, I want to talk about character, and I want to talk about Don McCann. Don McCann, he was White House Counsel, no longer White House Counsel. As White House Counsel, he worked for the government. He did not work as the president's attorney. White House Counsel is not the president's attorney, but he is in the White House. Anyhow, uh, he's no longer in the White House. He resigned. He is with a large private law firm in Washington, and he was subpoenaed by one of the congressional committees investigating everything about Trump, uh, the Rus- Russia, and everything else. Now, as of yesterday, midday yesterday, it was uncertain whether he was going to appear. Trump had written him a letter, had the Attorney General Barr write him a letter, you cannot appear. And this was part of the overall thing that Trump had said about a week or two earlier. Subpoenas will not be honored. This thing's over. I'm sick of this investigation. You don't have to honor the subpoenas. And he forbade any White House employees to honor a subpoena. Well, McCann is no longer a White House employee. He can do whatever he wants. Uh I thought, because this guy seemed when he was White House counsel, he kept Trump from doing bad things. He always took notes also when he was with Trump. You recall the story was Trump said, what are you taking notes for? My lawyers never take notes. He says, I take notes, because he probably feared what would happen down the road. Anyhow, we didn't know if he was going to appear or not. And finally, yesterday afternoon, later, his attorney sent a letter to the congressional committee and said, Don McGahn is not going to appear. He's abiding by the president's decision. Uh, 
it was reported on the news tonight that his law firm does a considerable amount of government work. And Trump said yesterday that all business of the government and that law firm would be withdrawn, the government's business. That's a big hit. I don't know how much that influenced him. But I'm disappointed in Don, and I'm disappointed in this law firm. And I'm going to tell you this. Money is important, but money isn't everything. Sometimes you've got to stand up and say, this isn't right. No. And it comes down to character. You know, character is generally defined as a moral quality, okay? Uh, and it's distinctive to an individual. Moral quality. And if you, you've got character, I would expect, have expected Don McCann to walk in there because he can. He, he doesn't work for the government anymore and sit down and testify. I think he already testified something like 30 hours before the Mueller investigation. Uh, sit down. Testify. The public wants to know. Forget the investigation that doesn't seem to come out so the public can get all the details. The public wants to know. The public has a right to know. This committee has a right to subpoena him. And he didn't show up. I'm disappointed in the man. Uh, nothing would have happened to him. He might have lost some business. His firm might have lost business. He might have got fired. Go work someplace else. Because there comes a time in everyone's life, that one second, that one moment, when they must stand for something. Remember John Dean during the Nixon investigation? He stood up. He had character. He was involved in the wrongdoing. And Don McCann isn't. He has nothing to fear again. John Dean was. But he went, knowing he would go to jail, and he sat down, and he spilled the beans in front of that committee. The people of the United States did not consider John Dean a bad guy then and never has throughout his career. He's still alive. He had a good legal career. He did, I don't know if he was a lawyer. I think he might have been disbarred. But he's had a good career, and he's a respected man in the United States because of what he did during the Nixon camp, the Nixon investigation. He stood up, and he was counted, which Don McCann is not doing. Uh, so... The man had his opportunity to be a man, and he failed. And Donald Trump had the opportunity to continue to be the bad guy he is, and he succeeded. Which now brings me to the Deutsche Bank. The Deutsche Bank, the German bank. I'm going to share some interesting things with you about the Deutsche Bank. This is Donald Trump's bank, and his, we all know this, has been Donald Trump's bank for years. Now, you got to go back. Trump had, I think, three or four, three casinos, it might have been four, in Atlantic City. They went bankrupt. He had the corporations. The, bank, the, the casinos were in corporate names. He had each corporation file bankruptcy. Trump will say, I didn't file bankruptcy. The corporations did. The corporations aren't me. Well, that's true, but it isn't true. The, the corporations are the people who own the corporations. That's Donald Trump. He put them into bankruptcy. The banks involved take a big, took a big hit. I don't like banks. I think they're whores. But he really screwed them <laughs> to the ultimate and to the extreme. And Donald Trump, you can't screw a bank for big dollars. They'll carry you forever just so you don't go bankrupt. You can't do what he did, and no bank in the United States would loan him money again. That's the way it is. That's life in the big city. Anyhow, he had to find a bank, and he ended up in Germany with the Deutsche Bank. And he also did business with their bank out of Turkey. 
Now, here's the story in the Deutsche Bank. The Deutsche Bank needed Trump as much as he needed them. They were broke. <laughs> here's how it worked. They have been, they were fined big time. They were involved in 2008, big time across the world. The fines and penalties they had paid to countries all over the world was in the millions of dollars. Even before that, they were broke, and that's why they were doing bad things. They have been, the Deutsche Bank has been in a death spiral since 2007. And to give you an example of how this has worked, how they've gone downhill since 2007, they're stuck. Their stock plunged 39% in the past 12 months, 39% in the past 12 months. But this is even better what I'm going to share with you now. And in the last year and a half, since January 2018, it's dropped 60%. Can you imagine? The bank stock dropped 60%. Deutsche Bank was and is a loser. Trump was and is a loser. They join together. They're birds of a feather. Banks cannot survive unless they have somebody to loan money to do deals with. Before we're done in this whole thing, there's going to be money laundering involved. I've been saying this for two years. Money laundering between Deutsche Bank and Trump with all his construction, his apartments and everything else. It's all going to come out in the wash, and that's why Trump doesn't want us to see any of his records. Well, Trump again and Deutsche Bank were losers. They were birds of a feather. And now they're going to get investigated big time again. Uh, Deutsche Bank is always under investigation. Again, understand, they ain't got no money. They need borrowers. And Trump is their primary borrower, as I understand. And so their bad people are doing business together. And now it's coming out, which now brings me to... Uh, John Deere, if there ever was a company that is an intrinsic part of the American scene, has been with us like forever, is loved, loved, and it's loved primarily by farmers because farmers who are the ones who buy John Deere's products. John Deere's products are tractors and farm equipment. It's John Deere. And John Deere is a strong company, always made a lot of money. Well, they announced uh, a couple of days ago that the demand for new tractors is collapsing. The demand for new tractors is collapsing rapidly. It's because of the China tariff war. The Midwest farmers, who are their primary uh, customers, cannot afford to buy new tractors. To change their tractors over, it is time for some of them. And they can't do it. They've got to make do with the old John Deere equipment and repair it. So John Deere announced we are slashing production. We can't make them if we can't sell them. So we're going to cut back, lay people off, not produce as many. This is thank you, Donald Trump. Remember he said sheriff wars are good. I win tariff wars. We're losing this China tariff war big time. My friend Devin, Northwest Illinois, soybean and corn farmer, he's taken a beating. Uh, he has a home here also, but they bought the home with the money from previous years. I ran into him the other night at the chart room. I says, how's it going? He says, well, we planted again. We planted soybeans and we planted corn. We planted wheat. 
because we've got to. We have no choice. They had the wherewithal. They didn't have to go to the bank to borrow money to plant the season. He said, we've got to assume this thing's going to end because if we go another season, we're not, they didn't make any money last year. Their soybeans and corn, are all, you can store them forever, are in silos, barns, and every place else. But they didn't sell anything last year. If we have another year where we don't sell anything, uh, we're done. And we're just assuming this thing's going to break and we can get rid of two years of soybeans and corn at one time. We probably will take a beating on the price, but at least we'll have a cash flow and be able to keep going. Uh, But he says, if it doesn't happen, because he said a lot of my friends, their farms are in foreclosure because the people can't meet their mortgage payments. And banks being the good people they are, they don't stand by and stand by a customer and say, don't worry, we'll carry you. They put it to you, and they put you into foreclosure right away. I told you they're whores. Anyhow, that's the story on John Deere, which now brings me to Ford, Ford Motor. How are we going to go about this? Trump is going to bring jobs back to the United States. Remember, he's going to bring all the, these factory jobs back to the United States that have been gone 20, 30 years or longer. And literally dips come back. A few jobs came back, but not many, uh, because he says, I'm going to get the plants I'm going to bring back, the new people will go back to work. He told the coal mining people in, in West Virginia, don't worry, you guys will be working in the coal mines again. They're still upstairs sitting on the ground waiting. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Things don't work that way. And a lot of major corporations, whether here or in Europe or internationally, are laying people off because you know, the 1% is getting rich, but everyone else isn't. And here's what Ford announced. They're eliminating 7,000 jobs globally. 2,300 of them are in North America. We're fortunate only 2,300 are in North America. And it's part of a multi-year restructuring plan they have had to go into to, to, to make it, as they say it. And I can believe that. Everyone has problems. Uh of the 2,300, they have already, Ford has already let go in the United States, 1,500. They're going to lay off 500 more this week and the remaining 300 by September. Uh, these are all mid-management jobs, mid-management jobs. What can I say? That's life. A company has to do what they have to do. But this is another success. Uh, I'm sure if Ford announced they were adding on 7,000 people and a new plant in Detroit, Trump would say, see, I'm responsible. I don't hear any noise from Washington. I don't hear him taking any responsibility for the loss of these four jobs because whether 2,300 or 23,000, every job has value. Every job is important. Change of pace coming up. I just thought this was an interesting story, and I want to share it with you. It has to do with a cow, a cow. In fact, I wrote about this in my blog this morning, and I called it utter nonsense, U-D-D-E-R, utter nonsense. I have a sense of humor. Anyhow, this didn't happen in our country, by the way. I'm sorry, it happened in Holland. A Dutch veterinarian trying to demonstrate to a farmer that his cow 
cows were passing. His cows were passing too much gas. He wanted to show the farmer and the cows, his cows were passing too much gas. To make his point, he used a cigarette lighter to set fire to the cows. The cow farted. He lit the cigarette lighter in the middle of the fart. And now it's like a blowtorch coming out of the rump or the ass of the cow. The cow got afraid. <laughs> I got afraid, too. And he starts running around the barn. As he's running around the barn, he's igniting bales of hay with the fart that's still, he's still farting as he's running. He's afraid, I guess. And, he's, and the, the flame don't go down. It's a blowtorch yet. And the whole barn burned down. $80,000 damage. $80,000 damage because of a fart that was ignited to show, by a vet to show the farmer that the cow was passing too much gas. By the way, the cow wasn't hurt. I want to talk about one of the Democratic candidates running for president. I'm going to misspell his last name, but you know him, Pete Buttigieg. 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 I'll call him Buddy. And I apologize. I haven't pronounced his name. I haven't mentioned his name very often. He was on Fox News over the weekend. Fox does a town hall. They've invited the Democratic candidates to come and speak. This was his week. He accepted the invitation. Now, Fox is conservative America. They are anti-everything the rest of the country stands for. Democrats stand for progressives, liberals, whatever you want to call them. I watched the show. The questions were pointed. He handled them well. He was a brilliant success. This, you know, Mayor Pete, South Bend, Indiana, he was 37 years old. He was a brilliant success. He was over the top. His responses were gentle to the point and the type to cut people's testicles off, as he said them, but not in a bad way. The key thing in the the thing I wish to share with you is that at the end of the town hall, the entire audience stood up as one and clapped like hell for this guy and his presentation. He impressed these conservatives, this Democratic liberal who is also a gay man who is married to a man. Contrary to their beliefs and everything else, he got the hand, the standing ovation from the crowd. In fact, the next day, Trump, in his tweets, was knocking Fox News and everybody else involved with this show, and these are his people, for letting this happen, because Fox is not supposed to happen that way. Now, I don't think Pete is going to make it. I think Pete's going to get a lot of numbers. He's going to be high in the, uh, in the percentages, could be fourth or fifth. The reason he won't get the nomination is he does not attract the black vote. If you look when they show the black vote, what percentage each Democratic candidate will get, you will see he's always at the bottom with the zero. And the reason the black community won't support him is because he is gay. Uh, I read a quote by one black man who said, and he kissed his husband on the stage. Uh, they're just anti-gay. I find this strange because black people have been discriminated against their whole lives, and they say they who have been discriminated against so much, they shouldn't discriminate against anyone. How can they discriminate against someone who's gay? We are all God's children. We are all God's people. We are all equal. Trump, 
on July 4th is announced he's going to speak, not at the mall. He doesn't, the president doesn't necessarily speak there, but he, does, he wants to speak on July 4th. He doesn't want to speak at the mall. He wants to speak in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Can you imagine him on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial or he standing in front of the majestic statue of Abraham Lincoln sitting down and insult to everything Abraham Lincoln stands for? He's a publicity hound. He wants to show America this great man. I'm a great man, and he supports me. This stone structure supports me. Uh, And he's planning. He's personally planning this whole thing on July 4th. And here's what I got to say. I think July 4th should be a time to remember what binds us together as a country, not exploit what divides us. And I got to tell you this also. Trump is is not a Lincoln. Trump is not Abraham Lincoln. Never will be an Abraham Lincoln. Well, that's the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed. I got a little... I got to wound up a little bit tonight. I apologize if I was too much, but some of these things really interest me these days deeply. I thank you for joining me. Please come back next week. Tell your friends to join me. The numbers keep going up. I got to say it every week. You must be telling your friends. I thank you for joining me again, and I look forward to being with you again next week. <laughs>